given the pricing of existing self-storage and the amount of competition out there, buying it that there is, as small investors, we're looking for every edge that we can find. So as we're reading magazines and industry uh, periodicals and white papers, we're looking for the slightest advantage, slightest edge, slightest piece of knowledge that we can take that will assist us in getting in or growing our self-storage business. But I offer a bit of caution here. Don't just take everything at face value. Let me share with you what I'm talking about. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Quick Start Academy, which houses the on-demand self-storage boot camp. It's the premier training that I offer for small investors that's designed to take you from wherever you are all the way to putting your first self-storage facility into service. It's a cloud-based, video training system that offers a workbook and all the forms that we use in our self-storage business as we're looking at getting in the at buying a facility the checklist we use everything that we're using today to get in the self-storage business and we talk about today kind of numbers in the boot camp so if you're looking for a step-by-step -step guide that can help take you from wherever you are to you're putting your next or your first self-storage facility into service I invite you to explore the on-demand self-storage boot camp but we look for every edge, small investors today, we're looking for every advantage, every edge, every piece of knowledge that we can gleam and use to our advantage today. Because it's very competitive out there. But we need to be a little bit careful and not just draw immediate conclusions based on graphs and charts and things that we see in these white papers. I was reading the uh, Marcus and Millichap uh, 2022 self-storage outlook and a lot of great information in there. I've been quoting it the past couple of weeks. And there was this one particular section called drivers for rent growth and what it did is it took the top 10 cities in population growth because as we know population growth is what the mate one of the major drivers for self-storage and it looked at projected to be the population growth for the next three years and it looked at what is the current amount of self-storage is projected to come online in those markets in the next three years. Now, they never said these are markets you should focus on or anything, but I was looking at the top 10 markets for population growth. And I caught myself saying, you know, maybe these are the markets I need to focus on. Um, I need to work because, you know, I'm always looking for where there's population growth. So it got pretty exciting for a second and then I thought well what's missing from this chart that I need to fill in are what is that uh, pop you know how, how many people does that six percent or five percent population growth 
me account for. And with the uh, amount of self-storage coming projected to come online in the next three years, if they're saying it's 9% more, how many square feet is that 9% more? So what I saw was, when I, and I'm not going to show you the chart because it had the top 10 cities. I didn't go through all 10. I went through about five of them. But here's what I saw when I looked at the top five markets for population growth. What I saw was, you know, Austin leading the pack at 6% estimated population growth and a three-year inventory growth of 9.3%. Vegas, 5%, 5.1%, and a whopping 16.5% projected in inventory growth. You can see the top five here. But I caught myself looking at that graph saying, wow, this, this is probably where I need to look and focus on. But like I said, before I got too excited, I thought, well, let me finish the graph. Here's what I would want to know. So I started finishing the graph. And I looked at what is that in Austin? What would that 6%, how many people is that? And 9.3% in population growth. What does that really mean in terms of square footage? So I began to research it, and I began to research all of them. Now, I'm not trying to be exact. I'm not trying to create a graph I'm going to publish, although I'll show it to you. But I was trying to get a feel for, of these top 10 markets, which one would I go after first? Now, I've used these episodes over the past six, seven years to share out loud with you, the small investor, what I'm doing in self-storage, how I'm thinking, mistakes I've made, successes I've had. And one of the things I've learned is to question data. Now, I'm not saying this Marcus Millichap report is incorrect. But by just looking at that graph, I mean, looking at that chart, one would think, or it's a lot valid conclusion to draw, just looking at it and reading the article that, well, perhaps these are the markets I should focus on. And I'm not saying they're not. They very well might be. Most likely, there's sub-markets and all those markets that probably have unmet demand. But I wanted to know as a, as a, as a trade area, as a market area, you know, what's the health of that market area with that population growth and that much coming on? Now, that wasn't shown anywhere, so I had to find that research myself. Now, my research isn't exact. These numbers are not, I'm not standing by them. I use multiple sources to get at them. Some numbers were, really, you know, how many square feet are in a current market were real easy to get. Other numbers, you had to extrapolate a little bit and do some math. But here's, and again, I'm not trying to get exact, but I'm trying to see what's missing in the information. And I challenge you to question every graph you see, every chart you see, what's not being told in the information. Well, here's what I saw. Let's take a look. Given the population, 6% is 130,000 people, it looks like. And given the current inventory, a 9.3% increase in self-storage of the existing self-storage market, and I'm using eight square feet per capita as over under as uh, equilibrium, it's probably higher now, 
but that showed about 775,000 overbuilt at eight per capita in that market over the next three years. Las Vegas was close to a million square feet overbuilt. Phoenix was close to five million square feet overbuilt. And you can go on down. Now, again, I'm not standing by my numbers, but all I'm saying is that's a very different initial takeaway than the first chart we looked at. And as a small investor, you've got to begin to question, how was this data obtained? Who obtained it? What's included in the data? You know, for example, one of the major self-storage brokerage companies publishes quite frequently what, you know, quarterly, what the vacancy rates are in some of the major markets. So as I started doing some digging and how that is uh, calculated, what I discovered is this company does not include, it only includes stabilized storage. It does not include storage that's coming online or is in the process of lease up. So when they say a market has 8% vacancy or 5% vacancy, at least on this company's report, that does not include all the projects that are existing that are in lease up with all that square footage flooding the market and, the, and more to come. So as a developer, if you read that and don't do any further research, you're going to think, wow, I'm going in a market with 5% vacancy or 8% vacancy, not knowing or not learning that, well, that in fact is not the vacancy rate because it didn't include all of the projects in lease up. So be careful as you study and take this data to make decisions on what you're going to be doing in a market. And I'm not saying that it's all the data's wrong. I'm saying just do your due diligence and dig further into it and do more research. How was the data obtained? What's included in the data? And then very often you'll have to, like I did, find out, you know, do a little more research to see, well, how many square feet or how many people does that represent? And the biggest thing I'm beginning to question at all is the equilibrium number. How many square feet per capita is equilibrium? Because what I'm seeing in the marketplace in trade areas and market areas where the quote square foot per capita is high, I'm seeing self-storage just lease up new stuff hitting the market at astronomical rates and at high velocity. So what I'm seeing is that the the traditional way of measuring equilibrium isn't really holding in many, many markets. So where does that eight square feet per capita is equilibrium or whatever it is? And it's different for each state and each city, but is that a really a valid, is that the most valid number today? We're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. I think there's some drivers that once introduced to a market, will throw the old kind of eight or seven and a half square feet per capita or A or whatever has traditionally been the equilibrium in a particular market. I think there's some drivers that kind of throw that out the window. 
or at least increase it dramatically. We'll talk about two of them. I've already talked about some, but we'll talk about two of them next week. Now, it's easy to use statistics to bolster whatever position you want to hold on anything, but especially self-storage because there's so much data out there right now. Now, I'm not saying don't make data-driven decisions. All I'm saying is be careful with the data. Research the data. Don't just assume because you see it in a publication, Austin, since it was number one, that's the market to hit. Very well might be, but don't just assume it because it showed up number one on population growth. So as small investors, we have to be smart. We have to be strategic. Heck of a business to be in. Best business there is for the small investor. Once you do your research, you very well could draw much different conclusions than you initially did as you look at information and all the publications that we have. So be smart, be strategic, but be diligent, and I'll see you in this fantastic business of self-storage. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage and I'm the creator of the Storage World Analyzer. That's the financial analysis tool we use to analyze, run the financial models of the projects that we're looking at. If you're using Excel, great. I use it on some projects, but I use the analyzer every day as we're looking at self-storage. So thank you very much, and I will see you next week.